Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. So tell our viewers, our audience, our listeners, our family, who you are. Tell us, tell us a little bit. So I am Raz. Uh, my real name is Taras Misher, but I just go by Raz. It's a lot easier. It's more sometimes fun. Those, yeah, sometimes those two <laughs> syllables of Taraz get people trouble. Uh, so I go by Raz. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do podcasting. I'm a, a podcast producer for a lot of shows, and I'm a father of three. And uh, me and Jules, we met at a, uh, what was it called? How, when did we first meet? Um, one Million Cups. One Million Cups, that's it. And you were the speaker, and you gave a great presentation, and we connected after, and I was speechless. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, yeah, it was, was our speechless. souls recognizing each yeah. other. We were past yeah. friends or something. It was just like, right. boom, hey, and the energy was electric. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And every time that we've had a... You know, I've interviewed you twice, and I think I was on your podcast once, and now it's the second time. So every time we talk, it's uh, it's the same thing. So I'm always happy whenever we can connect. Man, it's so good. And and side note, fun fact, the reason why I even have this podcast for you to join me on is because you encouraged me to do so. So thank you. And I say yeah. that because it's really, it's really important that whenever somebody reaches out in a place of needing encouragement, for like a, a new idea or something that seems quote unquote, maybe crazy or, you know, just makes them feel like scared to even say it. That's usually a good sign mm -hmm. side note, but to, to honor that and respect that and be um, in a place of able to encourage them is so important. So I'm always, mm -hmm. I always want to give gratitude back to you for that because you were like, start before you're ready first and foremost yep. and just do it. And so yep. you allowed, you know, you allowed me to just kind of allow myself to, to trust that. So how's mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. changed right now? Uh, life is, it's a little hectic. It's more hectic for my wife uh, because whenever I'm not home, she is really doing three jobs, you know? So she's still working from home calling. She's a pharmacist. So she's like calling patients and setting up virtual meetings and phone calls um, and then, you know, she has a, we have a second grader, so she's making sure he's doing work. And then we have a three-year-old and an 11th month old where she is babysitting them. So she is a, she's a boss whenever I'm not home. Uh, yeah. so I try not to be home as much as possible. No, you stop it. You better stay home. <laughs> we got to squash this virus. So I know that you're safe in your, in your pod box right now. So this is where um, yeah, yeah, podcasting happens and all that kind of stuff. So I know you're safe and sanitized mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And you're going to go straight home after we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So before, so talk to me about like, so we're in crisis right now. COVID-19 has kind mm -hmm. of taken over. Um our lives and you know and I don't want to to jump right into the fear part of it I want to jump into more of you know what where has your life kind of landed right now after after this shift 
Um, luckily for me, uh, right now, podcasting is kind of a, it's, I mean, technically it's not, but it's kind of like a necessary profession in a lot of ways because I have several clients who are, you know, comedians and now that all their gigs are canceled, um, they, you know, this is their only source of income, their podcast. And, you know, a lot of people are at home, so they're looking for the comedic relief um, that they get from a comedian or they're looking for, you know, a podcast like yours where they're going to get some type of hope and some type of, uh, uh, you know, b- belongingness. I don't know if that's a word, but some type of community. I like from, it. You know, from a podcast. Yeah. 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 So it's, so for right now, it is, you know, it's not, not much has changed. You know, most of what I do is virtual anyway. So not much has changed except for the people that need to come to the studio. You know, I just ask them to wait a couple of weeks before our next recording. That's all. Good for you. So now yeah. mentally, what's changing? Um, <clears throat> mentally, uh, you know, just for me, I've, I've been at peace for a while now, ever since the start of the year. Like I went through a lot of stress in December and January, uh, December and November just uh, in business, you know, just running around like crazy, killing myself, trying to do everything my, myself and trying to do stuff for free and trying to do stuff for real, exp- you know, just, just, you know how business is. Sometimes it, it can get the best of you and you can let it run you versus running it. And I was at that space. Um, so at the start of the year, I said, I'm going to work on structure and I'm just going to work on uh, being still, you know, I, I think it says somewhere, be still and know God or know that I'm God. So that's, that's really all I've been focusing on all year. So when the COVID issue came around and the coronavirus started happening, um, I was still doing the same thing, you know, just be still and know God and, you know, take it serious, listen to the experts, listen to, you know, um, you know, what the governor says, listen to what the mayor says and take it serious, but don't let it drive you insane. Mm, that's <laughs> you know? a really, yeah, that's a really good point of kind of being aware of that, that line, because it's, it's a really, mm-hmm. um, it can be a very slippery slope when you're, um, mm-hmm. trying to, to keep yourself informed, but then also not trying to, you know, invite all these fearful thoughts in and that kind of stuff. Right. right. Um, how, so how that, has it changed for you? It's changed it's, it's, for it's me. It's weird being interviewed by it. Cause I just want to talk to you. I know. No, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> the, the reason why we didn't really have a phone call before this is so we could keep it real anyway. So, you know, you can let yeah. it down. It's just me. <laughs> I'm not really interviewing you. I'm just asking you questions. I would ask you if we were on the phone anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I want to, before we go to me, I really want to um, go back to November, December, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were also friends in November, December. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, seeing firsthand, you know, how busy your life had gotten and you were like just running, running, mm-hmm. running, trying to do all these things and trying to be all of these um you know, people to all the, you know, your, your clients, your family, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, but where do you think that was coming from? I don't feel like I knew where that was coming from for you. Yeah, it it came from, you know, we had our third child in May and my wife was uh, also like finishing up an MBA program. So she's a pharmacist, a doctor of pharmacy, and she was finishing up an MBA program after hours. Um, and like I said, she was a, she's a boss. So she had a got a 4.0 in that and graduated the top of her class and, you know, all while having a baby in the MBA program. So she's just uh, pretty incredible. Wow. But, you know, all that means like extra, a little bit extra stress on the family. So 
it was that dealing with that and, you know, helping out around the house more. And um, not that I don't already, but, you know, the lack of sleep from the baby. And then a lot of clients in November, December asking me for, you know, just, just more and more stuff, which is what I wanted, but I didn't realize I couldn't handle it at the time. So it kind of all just piled up on top of me without having any kind of structure or system or assistant or team to help me with it. And it just, I don't know, it was just killing me, you know, lack of sleep, you know, high blood pressure, um, you know, not exercising like I should have because I felt like I didn't have time for it. Right. Um, not, you know, just not, not, not getting to know myself, not looking inside myself for peace and just running, running, running. So it, it just all kind of came to a head and, you know, I was just slowly killing myself. So I, I took a step back. We drove to Minnesota <clears throat> for Christmas, you know, so that's a 21 hour drive, almost 24 hour drive to, to Minnesota for Christmas. And uh, that gave me time to think. <laughs> it gave me a lot of time to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, um, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that in your life, you know, like watching you run and do all mm-hmm. these things and handle all this stuff and knowing you and knowing your heart and how much you care and how much you want to do and all that stuff. And I remember thinking like the, my prayer for you was that I, I was hoping that you were connecting with, you know, the inside, you know, like what was right for you. And so I'm glad that you said that because I think it's going to help a lot of people who are also trying to add too many things. And, you know, a lot of times we get really busy with the things we think we should do um, to make us successful or Mm -hmm. whatever have you, instead of, turning within. And the main thing um, that has changed for me is that I wanted to do that more. I wanted to continue Mm. to slow that pace down to the place where I could, you know, give myself, it felt almost like a luxury, if you will, to, to Mm. allow myself to, receive information. Okay. Let me go sit with it. Let me go sit in quiet. Like you said, be still and know, have that knowing and allow myself the time for the Holy spirit to speak to me, you know, to say, okay, Mm -hmm. this is because you know, the thing is, is that voice is so clear and unmistakable that, you know, when you hear it and that's, you know, a lot of people will say, well, what's the difference between that and your ego? And it's like, well, my, when my ego talks, it's usually giving me some work. When the spirit speaks to me, it, there's no fear. And so, so mm-hmm. once I started to give myself that, um, that space to live there, you know, in that unrushed kind of pace, I felt better. And I didn't realize until the whole world, you know, got paused how much I was still, even though I was trying to do this, how much I was still being affected by the outside world, you know, trying to keep up a certain pace, mm-hmm. even though yes. I thought, I thought I was doing everything possible to like slow it down and tune in. And it's still, so that, that probably is the biggest thing. Like right now I feel um, like there's, there's no other way to do it. <laughs> there's no, mm-hmm. Other, mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. other way to do it. If you need me to rush, I am not your girl right now. Cause I, <laughs> you. I do. I, I, That's right. I had somebody try to rush me into a decision two days ago and I clearly yeah. said, 
I said, well, I will take your information into the stillness and we will see what spirit has to say. And I'll let you know. Right. He said, well, Jules, if you can't tell me right now, then I'm going to have to just accept that for as a no. And I said, well, there you go. I think you have your answer. <laughs> so, you know, and it's um, it's about trusting that. So I think that's, that's right. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's but, because it'll, it'll be it'll be made it'll be made clear. Right. You know, if something if something is supposed to be in your life, it'll, it'll just come into your life. You know, you don't have to you know, like I told you the other day, last time we talked is that. You know, I've been, <clears throat> I try to, I set goals, but I live life day by day, you know? And it's like, I don't worry too much about, you know, making a million dollars, even, you know, it'd be nice to have it. You know, I'm, I'm on my, you know, I'm working towards that. But if I don't get it, then that's fine too. I have know? an affirmation for you right now. For you and everybody else listening, you're going to love it. I am open to receiving millions of dollars in passive income. There you go. Boom. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. There it is. Just open yourself up. Don't believe it. it's not gonna happen. Just open yourself up. But so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, allowing ourselves to kind of play in this place of, you know, it, it, things are very surreal right now. So why can't we consider, you know, the the other side of it of it being a wonderful dream. You know, like where it feels like a dream, right? Mm. And I don't know if it does to you, but it mm -hmm. absolutely feels like a dream to me. And so in this dream, I want to take more control over it and I want to run it. I want to, have you ever had a lucid dream like that before where you know you're dreaming? Has that ever happened to you? No, I wanted to, but it, it's never happened. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> no. pray before you go to sleep and say, use my dream and then see what happens. But yeah, so that happens to me okay. a bunch. And, um, and so I, you know, can, can actually like stop myself and wake up and all that stuff. But, um, so I'm just kind of imagining it, the, the things that I'm dealing with right now in that, in that frame. Mm. And I framed it into that mm. and I'm like, all right, well, that gives me more freedom, I think, to, um, dwell in the place of faith versus the fear of it. You know, so and we, and you and I have talked a lot about faith over fear. So how are you feeling about that right now? Um, I feel like that is the only I mean, I feel like that's that's the only way to live is faith over fear. Like if you if you have faith, there's no room for fear. You know, if you know that you're a child of God and that God's inside of you, then you don't have anything to fear. You know, you don't have any reason to worry or have anxiety um, because God's there for you. You know, and that's that's the only way to live. You know, whenever, you know, my wife gets anxious over, you know, we got to run and get toilet paper right now, <laughs> you know, and fight these crowds at the grocery store. Uh, I'm like, no, we don't. You know, like, just just wait. We got enough to last us a couple of weeks. The, you know, the paper will come back. You know, every, everything's going to be fine. You know, one way or another, you know, I know how to fish. We're not going to run out of food. I'll catch the fish. <laughs> you know, we have a bread. We have a bread maker. We, you know what I'm saying? We can have fish and loaves of bread. You know, I'll just... I'll, I'll pretend for, to be Jesus. You're taking it biblical so now. You like I got the loaves yeah. of bread. I got yeah. the fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's we'll awesome. Yeah. But that's the that's the thing too is I think we're being called to just you know get back to the basics of that you know of of again being mm -hmm. still and knowing and your knowing which is that inside part of you is telling you you know that the fear is not real and that's what we know you know mm -hmm. that it's funny mm -hmm. so. I don't know if you remember our very, very first interview. Um, 
I was still in Savannah at that point. And I was like, things were stirring in my spirit and I knew I was going to do something, but didn't know what, and I didn't know where I was going. Right. And, um, you asked me what I was reading and I pulled out like a Bible looking book. Do you remember a course of miracles? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I still got, (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) I remember like pulling it out and you were like, what are you working? I was like, a course in miracles. <laughs> it was like I got close <laughs> to the microphone, but um, and and at that time, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be a miracle worker, Raz. That's what's happening with me. I don't know what that means yet, but here we are. And so, mm. so at that time, I I was was leaning into this um into this work because into this the book, A Course in Miracles, because um. At the time, I don't know if I knew this. I don't think, I, I actually don't think I knew this at the time. My aunt, soon after our interview, was diagnosed um, with terminal cancer. And I spoke about her on our interview and just how much she was like a major force in my life. And, um, and then so I, the timing of finding A Course in Miracles seemed perfect for the work that, I, that was coming to me and um, being her caregiver and mm-hmm. leaning into it. And so it, a, a quick recap on what this means to me. It's almost like the Bible has been very, uh, has always been very conflicting for me. Like there's a lot of stuff mm. that I get a lot of peace from and a lot of revelations, but then there's also a lot of things that I don't understand and it confuses me and it leaves me in a place mm-hmm. of, you know, weary, um, it's, for lack yeah. of a better term. And so what I love about A Course in Miracles, but I always loved Jesus, right? Jesus was my homeboy, always, right? I always felt like I had this really right. strong connection with Jesus and um, wasn't really sure about what God was, but God is love, God is good. You know, that's what I kept hearing, wasn't really clear on it. So A Course in Miracles kind of helped me because it's like, imagine pulling Jesus out of the Bible and then Jesus saying, okay, this is what I was saying. This is what I'm meaning. So mm-hmm. I've used it as uh, like a devotional kind of a deal. And um, mm-hmm. so when I was um, in the stillness this morning and thinking about our interview and what we were going to talk about, I prayed. I was like, show me, you know, where to read and stuff. Because this, I mean, look at it. Look how big it is. There's lots of stuff in here, right? And it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the the thing I wanted to share with you is it says, perfect love casts out fear. If fear exists, then there is not perfect love. But mm. only perfect love exists. If there is fear, it produces a state that does not exist. So I mm. I just... And I'll read it again because I know it's really dense. So perfect love casts out fear. If fear exists, then there is not perfect love. But only perfect love exists. That's the only thing that we, that's real is perfect love, which is God, right? If there is fear, Mm -hmm. it produces a state that does not exist. Believe this and you will be free. Only God can establish this solution, and this faith is his gift. And I was like, I can't believe I found that this morning out of this whole giant book. Mm-hmm. That was, it was almost like the page turned to it. And I'm sure you've had moments like that where you're like, yeah. that's exactly what I needed right now. Oh, yeah. And and what I thought was cool is 
what you're saying about the fear is totally in alignment with that. So like when your, your wife is in that state of, we got to get the toilet paper, we got to go to the grocery store, we got to, you know, do all this stuff. And she's feeling something that is um, a false state because you in that moment, Mm -hmm. you're connecting with your inner knowing and your source of power and that faith. And you're going, we're okay. Everything's okay. And you're bringing her back to the the reality of that all is well and and trusting in that. And in that is the, the, the faith is the gift. And so to think of it like that is so like, it really kind of blew me back this morning. Cause I, I, I know that it's feels like a gift, but to actually read it in that way of that's the freedom, that's how we escape the fear. Um, that really yeah. helped me, um, you know, put it, put it all together, if you will. Cause sometimes when I've talked about faith over fear, people are like, yeah, but how? <laughs> how you know <laughs> yeah that sounds great yeah. you know and on the practical side of it it's like you know we we definitely don't want to feel fear but it can pop up you know and so anyways mm-hmm. t- tell me some thoughts you have on what i shared um first is like yes I, as far as like the bible like you said it brings you some weariness sometimes and i, I feel the same way you know because there is the Bible is an amazing book, but it's one of those things like if, have you ever met a person who knows every scripture in the Bible, but it seems like that's also the person who's not living it, you know, who's not living the Bible, who's not doing the, doing, um, you know, who's not acting on it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it, just like how Jesus talk about, talks about the Pharisees and, you know, they know all these laws, and but they're not living the, living the truth of it. So I think the Bible can confuse some people like that. So it's good to have it. And it's good to understand it. But if you just focus on the the actual what the scriptures say and not actually live it, then it can uh, be confusing and actually harmful for some people. I think um, could be wrong, but that's just how I feel. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think um, yeah. So like you said, like perfect love is God. Uh, but you know, we can also have perfect love inside of us because. God is inside of us, right. right? When we're born, God's born with us. So, you know, the way I think about it is that, you know, practically it's like when you love someone, you want them to have as good, you know, you want them to feel and as good as you do or better. You know, like when you love your your husband, Josh, you know, you want Josh to be in a, as good a place as you are or better, or you want the best for him or better, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the practical way I look at it. You know, it's like, do I rush out and, you know, kick an old lady's cart out of the way so I can get some milk for my kids? Or do I, you know, just, you just wait a second, let people who need, yeah, let people who need stuff get it. And then, you know, whenever I, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do I show love in everything that I do? You know, how do I love people in everything that I do? How do I allow that light inside of me to shine? And that's, that's, comes along with just like that that peace like that being still and knowing God and waiting on direction and waiting you know and just living every day a day at a time and you know there's no because you don't have control and I think that's the thing that a lot of people want they want control they want to have that control over life but you don't you don't have control you just have to wait (laughs) and wait in peace and whatever happens happens and be happy about what happens 
Right. You know? Yeah. I told, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think that's what it is, is like, as my human self, I totally can't handle a lot of the stuff, um, you know, that, that we're dished out. But when I lean into, that's when, you know, the, uh, I can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens me. So like, you know, that Mm -hmm. for example, but when I lean into the Holy spirit and I'm like, take my hand, please guide me. Cause I don't know where we're going. I don't know. I don't have control over this dream, yeah. you know, kind of feeling. I don't it, lead me to the right place. Give me the right things to say, you know, all of it. Um, when I do that yeah. surrender, you know, in the, the beginning of the podcast says my life is, is a surrender experiment. And that's what it is. It's because I, I am aware that I don't have control over it. The only thing I have control over mm-hmm. is my decision to take control over the fear. So when I am, yes. you know, not identifying with my body being like freaking out and, you know, my humanness, then I can lock in with the Holy Spirit and say, bring me to God, you know, kind of thing and align me in a place where now I can feel that superpower, you know, coming from within me and giving me that peace. Cause I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be peaceful in a, in the midst of the storm and not, and just kind of sitting back in it and going, it's okay. Everything's okay. And I'm keeping yeah. myself calm and I'm keeping myself, you know, in alignment with what I know to be true and not Mm. choosing the fearful side of it on, you know, letting go and just like panic and, you know, all this kind of stuff, but, but it happens Mm. because we're human. So when you're in that space, a lot of times I think, sorry, a lot of times I think, you know, what's the worst case scenario. And a lot of times the worst case scenario is not that bad. You know, even if you lose your job, can you find another job? Or if you, you know, so that's that's the first thing I go to as far as practicality goes. You know, if somebody doesn't understand how to not react to the fear, mm-hmm. what's the worst case scenario that can happen? And can you overcome that? And then you'll be fine. You know, and to play off of that, so um, the Friday the 13th was, um, <laughs> was crazy for me um, because that was the day that we quote unquote lost all of our income, right? So everything mm-hmm. got pretty much officially canceled across the world. And so uh, a lot of our income was based in events. And so um, the night before, I think Josh and I kind of, you know, we could see the writing on the wall of it. And we did that, you know, and I don't like to do that all the time because sometimes it can be a slippery slope on on you just falling into a fear cycle, right? Um, but for that, we, we sat together and said, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case is they cancel everything and we lose money for the whole year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what's next? And then so we kind of played it through. And then we ultimately decided that no matter how this was going to go, it was 100% outside of our control. So we had to remember that. So we were going to get out of God's business. We were going to get back into our own business, if you will, and decide what we could control, which was that we would decide to continue to use this as a, a opportunity to lean into faith even stronger and then just beautiful just hang in there you know and just hand hand in hand kind of thinking of it and just move forward and move forward and I got to tell you even though you know I didn't have a lot in the bank to because of all the home renovations with you know getting the retreat center together I haven't wanted for anything you know I've got food 
I've got toilet paper. I've got, you know, everything we need to, um, to keep our kids fed and and keep ourselves good. So, you know, and, and that's because that's how it works, you know, but Mm -hmm. as soon as I believe the fear and I get lost there, that's, that's the danger zone. You know, that's, that's Mm -hmm. where the Holy spirit can't help me because now I've chosen to lean into the fear and my mind, my connection to that inner knowing is, is blocked, you know? So I have to keep myself open and clear. So it's like my body can, can respond to what my, my mind is guiding it to do. So. Yeah. It's the same reason that, you know, placebos work or, you know, or sugar pills, you know, people believe that they can get better just because of this pill they're taking, you know, but you can believe that in your life and with your faith without the pill, you know, if you believe that God's inside of you. And God's with you at all times. Right. It's, it's no, it's no need to, you know, you can, in a lot of cases, you can, you know, make yourself better and heal yourself. So, you know, if you, you know, take, look at, look at what's wrong, look at how you can fix it and things will just start to work out. It'll just like life, life's beautiful. If you believe life is beautiful. Mm, that's a good one. I, mm. We got to tweet that, like <laughs> that on social media or somehow life is beautiful. If you believe it to be. And that's, that's the truth of it. So Um, I wanted to share a little story that happened yesterday and, um, it's a real life example, but I think it's, um, it's definitely (laughs) going to show the practical side of what we're talking about. So Josh had to go to the grocery store yesterday and we have been on full, like nobody's leaving this house. Nobody's coming into this house kind of thing. You know, like we, the compound is closed. We are here on 25 acres. There ain't no need for anybody to come over. Right. So, <laughs> gotta, so the food starts running out and I'm like, oh, you got to go to the grocery store. And um, which, you know, it's amazing how that now can be a place where fear can come and try to get you, you know. Right. So. Mm-hmm. He leaves and, and we make sure he has the mask and we, you know, p- taking the precautionary measures and he, I, I sent him with a pocket full of Lysol wipes and you know, <laughs> <laughs> wipe it down, like do all the things you got to do. But also in his mind, you know, he's like connecting with spirit and not allowing for fear to, you know, seep into his mind, you know, like he's doing that too. Cause I think that that is equally important to make sure that your mind is right. And your body is also doing the other stuff too. So, so he leaves and all of a sudden I start feeling real antsy and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't like this feeling. So I start, <laughs> I, I'm like aware of it. And I was like, okay, fear is trying to visit me right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see you fear. All right. And I feel you fear. Okay. And I start reaching out to some, some close folks, you know, some family and I'm like, Hey, so Josh has left to the grocery store and it's stirring up some worry within me, just Mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, reach out. And so they came back with, um, you know, a couple tidbits of, you know, kind of things to keep me straight. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, great. That sounds great. And then a video comes in out of nowhere, of course, divine timing on how to properly unload your groceries. And I'm like, this is perfect. So I will watch this. And I was like, all right, I know what to do when he arrives and take your clothes off before you get in the door. Like, you know, we're going to make sure. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really trying to trip right now. Like, I'm like, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, yeah, it's hearing this truth and this vulnerability and this realness, because it doesn't matter how much that you, you know, practice things, you'll still get the opportunity to pick faith over fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Love over fear. So in that moment, I wasn't necessarily in a place where I could, um, you know, do it myself. Like my thinking was kind of, my mind was kind of blocked, you know? So, and I was aware of that. So I, I, I was like, all right. And so I realized I get with the babies and I'm trying to hang out with our twins and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, I need more. So I call <laughs> in Julian, who's our six-year-old and children are such a pure connection to God. Like they're so close to God and, and, and you know, the younger they are. And, and so anyways, I was like, Hey, can you come hang out? And he's like, sure. So he was like reading or something. He comes and hangs out with us. And I just was as present as I could be with him. And I was just right there. Like, and before I knew it, just being with him and feeling love for him and, and, and tapping into that and engaging that it was like, I, I forgot about the fear. I forgot about the, you know, what things could be coming home with Josh. Instead, it was like, I felt love, I felt calm, I felt peace, I felt the remembering coming back to me of that all is well, you know, and yeah. so that it just gave me that opportunity to, you know, to do that. And I knew what I needed. And so before I knew it, Josh was back home and I'm washing our fruit and, you know, like doing all the, the things that the video told me to do. And and everything was fine. So I, I just yeah. say that to say, like, it also, I think, shows up as opportunities for us. You know, we, we get a chance to practice what we know to be true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I had kind of the same situation. I've been in like a, a little funk all week, right? Just um, I watched. So it's weird. Like, you got to be careful what you consume. I watched a documentary last week that was uh, about a wrestler. His name was Chris Benoit, and I was a I was a huge wrestling fan growing up. Wrestling is what we used to call it. Wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it like he like got into this deep depression and had like a lot of brain injury, so he had CTE, and he ended up um, you know murdering uh, his his wife, his son, and himself uh, in his home, which is terrible because he lost his best friend, and that plus the brain injuries just turned him into a different person. So that like struck a chord with me, and I was just you know just kind of in a a, not a dark place, but it was just a funk all week. And then I was aware of it, and I just played with my kids a lot last night, and I was roughhousing with them, and it just, you know, it made me forget about everything, and I felt the peace and the love from them, and I was trying to give them as much love as possible. And the same thing happened, you know? You're aware of it, and then you can overcome it once you're aware of it. You know, it's like the same, you know, I, I forget what it is, the, the five stages of grief or something like that. You know, like, yeah. first thing you have to do is become aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but they've actually added a a sixth um, step, which is now um, meaning is the last one. So, and and collectively, we're all experiencing all sorts of um, grief that we're not talking about, including anticipatory grief, which is like anticipating Mm -hmm. what's what's the next loss? What are we going to, you know, so that's a whole nother topic that I'm, I'm really anxious to get into actually, because it's, mm-hmm. it's something that I think needs a voice and we need to hold some space on that. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, cons- watching what you consume is a big thing to keep your fear down and being yeah. aware of those things. Um, because yeah, I tried, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, Oh, let me check the news before I go to sleep. And I was like, <laughs> 
mean, that's <laughs> what idea. I was I thinking. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me, let yeah. me tap it. I, I don't ever do this, but let me try it today. <laughs> and I had a full out anxiety attack. I'm not even kidding. Like mm. I felt the cortisol and the adrenaline come into my body and I started feeling real hot and pins and needles. And I was like, I feel nauseous. And Josh was like, do you, are you okay? Do you want to, do you want to do something funny? Do you want to watch something? Do you? And I was like, this is fear. Okay. Mm. Okay. And I, you know, and I felt the physical side of it. And so I, I did everything I need to do to calm my nervous system down, which is like, I put my hand on my heart and I breathe, you know, we did the whole YouTube series on this, uh, the steps of how to calm yourself down. And so I did all those mm. things and ended with, um, so I was like doing yoga type of moves and stretching and shaking to get the uh, cortisol and adrenaline out of my body. And then I took it into meditation and, and gave it, gave it to the Holy spirit. And I was like, take it, get it out. I'm done. No, mm. like I, I don't want to live here. And so, you know, that, that's a huge, another point on why you have to be very careful, especially now on what you're consuming. Um, cause you don't want to feed yes. up here, making sure that you, you read some good things that are, um, empowering the truth that you know, and gives that spirit, that indwelling power that you have that connection with God to really just, you know, make, make room for all those miracles and make room for all that goodness by removing those blocks. So Raz, we did again, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, Thank even, you. Even with the state of the world being the way it is, and and um, all the fears flying, we chose to hold space and lean into that faith and know that all is well. And I know that this time, I feel so much uh, gratitude for it because I know that not only is it great connection to see you and to and to, you know, have this conversation, but I just know that the blessings and the seeds and the love that are coming from this, that will, you know, continue to radiate from it is going to be exponential. Like we don't even know the, mm -hmm. the work that it's meant to do. So. Right. Um, right. And, and uh, it's, it's mutual. It's mutual for me too. Uh, every time I'm in a funk, I always get a text from you, even if I don't know it, you know, even if you don't know it, it's just like, <laughs> that we have this, connection across counties or states yeah, or however far, will how, say, how, how hey, far away we are. Just thinking about you, Leto. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, that's a great thing to mention because if you're thinking about somebody, reach out. There's a reason, mm -hmm. you know, there's mm -hmm. almost always, and I try to honor that. Again, I feel like that's the Holy Spirit working through me to let me know where there's another blessing for me and also for me to give and to receive. So, um, yeah. you know, that that's yeah. that's another beautiful way. So, yeah. um, tell us how we can find you. Make sure we know. Yeah. I so my website is media right pod, now. God bless you for, for being strong on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Website is pod on the go.com podcast short for, you know, short for podcast pod on the go. Uh, you can email me at raz R A Z Z at pod on the go.com. Awesome. Yeah. So if anybody's um, wanting to consider a podcast or something, I highly recommend going your way because I know that you will encourage them but you'll also be able to um, give some good tools and um, and how to lift that off the ground you've been listening to Jules Loves Me the podcast if you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today support and join our mission by donating on 
www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you, and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash julesloves.me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.